0: The Hard Shoulder. On News Talk. With Nissan, subscribe and drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at Nissan.ie.
1: Now, as always at this time on a Wednesday, John Fardy, the presenter of Screen Time, and off the ball, Sue Murphy have joined me to look at. Ahead to the best of the week in movie and television. You're both very welcome. Uh, folks, uh, before we get into the, the the meat of all of this, let's talk about the BAFTA nominations, hot on the heels of the Oscars. Uh, Sue, who are the runners and writers?
2: Yeah, I think there's going to be no surprises, really. Like The Crown has just absolutely swept the board, and like deservedly so. I think a lot of the performances that were in that, the script writing, the overall programme itself, it was just amazing TV. And... Um, Thankfully, uh, Normal People has got nominated and Paul Mescal and Daisy Edgar-Jones have both been nominated in the, the lead actor, lead actress categories. Um, I Hate Susie was surprisingly in for a, a good few of them. Now, I always find at the BAFTAs, it's just like, oh, yeah, forget about all the, the other stuff. Let's just nominate the stuff that's really British. But yeah. um, I, I watched I Hate Susie and... I, after about four, I loved it for the first maybe two, three episodes, thought it was really going somewhere. And then I was like, what is going on? It just went, it was like somebody had just taken drugs halfway through the this, this mm. script writing mm. of it and it went off in this direction. But um, Gangs of London as well, which kind of was another one that went a little bit off a cliff. But that's what I find at the BAFTAs is it, it, it's a lot of like British nominations, but not necessarily the best TV, if you know what I mean. Definitely okay. The Crown, though.
1: Yeah. But well, listen, we wish yeah. uh, Britain's Paul Maskell the absolute best of luck uh, with his people <laughs> nomination. John, John, are you excited? I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, excited for a, another award ceremony?
0: Uh, I'm not really. I agree <laughs> with most of what Sue says there. Uh, it's the best of British. The only good thing, well, not the good thing, everything in it is pretty decent. Steve McQueen's Small Axe trilogy, uh, that, that was great and that's nominated. But I just found... The Oscars were so long this year, I'm kind of awarded out. Do you know what I mean? I'm ready to stop talking about awards. I think people are generally All
1: right. Well, then let's let's not talk about awards any longer. (laughs) And let's talk about what people can watch uh, for the week ahead. Sue, we'll start with you and exterminate all brutes. We've got a little clip of that. Let's take a listen.
0: There is something we need to talk about. Three words that summarize the whole history of humanity. Civilization. Colonisation. Extermination. This is the origin of the ideology of white supremacy. This is me in the middle. And I just want to understand. Why do I bring myself into this story? Because I am an immigrant from a shithole country. Neutrality is not an option. Wow,
1: okay. I saw an ad for this actually, so I'm kind of confused yeah. as to what it about from the ad.
2: And I felt like that most of the way through the first episode, <laughs> okay. but, to be, but to be honest, that's not a bad thing either. It is a very, um, in a lot of ways, a very personal kind of journey for him throughout this documentary. It's Raul Peck. He's a filmmaker. He made I Am Not Your Negro a few years back, which was actually critically like lauded. Everyone kind of loved it. But the the he's based it on kind of three different authors. Um, one of the one of them is a Swedish writer who wrote Exterminate All the Brutes, and he kind of takes this look at his life but also the history of white supremacy. And honestly, I needed a break about 20, I, I looked at it, it, was 29 minutes into it and I was like, just going to take a break for about two days from that and come back. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was, it's very hard going. There is a lot of violence. There's a lot of imagery in this that's actually very difficult to watch. But I mean, the, the things that he brings to the fore in this you really start to think about what you've thought about civilizations, and about how they've been exterminated but it's it's absolutely fascinating like I was glued to for the entire episode I think if you're anyway into history and and also a personal take on history I think you'll really enjoy this but I do have to like the end of the first episode is a lot of imagery of white supremacy or like invasion of different countries and it's very they're very very difficult images to look at but Apps like honestly, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. It's it's really original. It's very 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 good. But I think anyone who's interested and obviously it's so relevant. It's it's brilliant. It's very very good.
1: It's on uh, Sky Docs on Now TV from Friday. Friday, will it, will, will it all be out in one go? Is it or.
2: It, it will be on uh, no it's weekly on, okay. on both actually it'll be released weekly because obviously Sky Docs are releasing one episode a week but honestly well, well worth right. a watch
1: hey, exterminate all the brutes you can watch it on Sky and TV from Friday uh, John your first uh, movie pick this week is Nomadland finally here on Disney Plus from Friday let's take a listen
2: you are one of those lucky people that
0: can travel anywhere yes ma'am I and will sometimes call you nomads My mom says that you're homeless. Is that true? No, I'm not homeless. I'm just houseless. Not the same thing, right? No.
1: All right, John, hot off the back of a successful night at the Oscars. Tell us about it.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, most people are probably aware of this. It's one of those movies that gets talked about a lot and people may not actually be aware what the plot was because it won Best Movie, Best Director and also Best Actress. So Frances McDormand, who won Best Actress, plays a lady called Fern and she lived in or she lives in this town called Empire in Nevada, which is a real life story. And the book is kind of loosely based on a, a, a real story about all these people in various parts of America who are living in vans, but she lives in this town called Empire that basically disappeared. The postcode and everything was was kind of written out of existence once a big mine closed. And Frances McDormand's character goes on the road. She decides to live out of an RV, as they call them in the States, a camper van. And she meets all these other people doing exactly the same thing. Uh, Her husband also died, who worked in this town as well. That's one of the motivations to go on the road. And a lot of the people who play these nomads are real life nomads that the director decided to use. So. There's a whole story of her going from different seasonal work, meeting with all these people and the community that they form. Now, I think the reason why it's kind of so hyped and people are seemingly getting so much out of it is just she is powerful in it as this soul who you're not sure is lost or is actually inhabiting a new kind of American dream where she's answerable to no one. She goes around from trailer park to desert looking for seasonal job, not being bowed down by the nine to five. But she's also very sad. And the people that she meets along the way have this sense of freedom, but are also very sad at times. And I think it's worthy of the hype because I was saying to someone the other day, you know, I watched a couple of weeks ago at this stage, but it was one of those movies. I went to bed thinking about it and I woke up thinking about it. And at times it reminded me of a Western and in a weird kind of way, It is a modern Western. Like, if you take Westerns as being this kind of, I don't know, story of, you know, how America began, well, this is kind of showing where parts of America are now in 2021 or whatever, in the early part of, of this century, you know, mm. it's it's a powerful film. And, and I think it's worthy of all the plaudits. It looks beautiful. It sounds beautiful, the music on it. And Frances McDormand, like she's just one of those people. You never see the rivets when she's acting. She's wholly in that role. Like you would never think this is the same woman who played in Fargo all those years ago. Like, she's one of the greatest living actor, actresses alive. So it was a utter thumbs yeah. up for me.
1: I'm not sure is it really a Western unless Clint Eastwood shoots someone. Sue, have you seen it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I have seen it. Um, I wasn't as big a fan as John, and I feel really bad because I feel like I'm personally hurting him by saying this. Wow. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I did just feel like it, it was kind of going nowhere and I know that's a lot of the point of it actually to be honest is that she really isn't she's not going anywhere in her life and she's going through the same uh, cycle every year but it just it was hard it was hard going It like I just I didn't feel like there was enough in it but I thought she was brilliant Alright okay that. a side,
1: sideways thumb would I say that or is it is it is it pointing yeah, down it's
2: like no, no, I wouldn't say it down. I just I just can't get all the hype around it. I, okay. I think it's good. I watched it and I was like, it's good. But I was waiting for this. This was the big one that I thought was going to be brilliant. And I was just a little bit disappointed. Okay, so a
1: sideways thumb with a slight tilt. That's how I'm going to uh, describe that. But a firm <laughs> thumbs up uh, from John. Your next uh, TV pick, Sue, is Shadow and Bone. It is on Netflix. Tell me about it
2: you know what, I really thought that I wasn't going to like this and I hadn't actually picked it last week until I'd given it a proper watch and I really enjoyed the first episode. Now, I I don't know if there's a lot of people out there that are like me that are just dying for something that's in any way related to Game of Thrones (laughs) or gives us something that's kind of like a fantasy and this is... Very much like that. It's based in a group of books, and Shadow and Bone is like the this first series is based on the first book from that, and it, it relates to um it, oh sorry revolves around Alina, who her main character is basically some she's a cartographer. She has a bad history, but her mother she ends. They have to do this crossing in a boat of a very dangerous sea, and she unleashes this power, um to make sure that everyone's safe. And be, I I don't want to give too much away about mm. that scene because it's actually very good. But basically she's the secret power. She is. She's Moses, yes. Doesn't part sea, but something along those lines. Um, but suddenly everyone is looking for her and they want her to be part of an army or they want her to use her powers, powers that she didn't even know she, that she has and that she's trying to control. It does when even when I'm describing it there, it sounds so much like a fantasy thing, and it is, but the characters are actually very good and it's not it. it You know the way when you're watching some of the CGI, it can look really, really bad. The world is brilliant that they've created. I think anyone who's into this kind of thing would really, really enjoy it. I was actually really taken aback. I was watching it in the background of the kitchen and then I was like, no, I'm actually going to pause that and sit down and watch it because that's actually really good. So surprisingly good. There's eight episodes in the first season. I think it's been commissioned again for a second.
1: All right. Okay. Shadow and Bone. It's on Netflix. Uh, John, uh, your next movie pick this week. It's a new Irish movie, Here the Young Men.
0: Yes, indeed. And a really good Irish movie, I'm delighted to say. And it seems like we haven't had an Irish movie in a while. That can often happen around Oscar time, I guess. This is based on a novel from a few years ago by Rob Doyle. And it's, I suppose, a, a, a you know, traditional story of three young blokes and a girl who are getting ready for their summer before they become adults. They've just finished their Leaving Cert. It's taken place in Dublin in the noughties, which is an interesting time because it's kind of, we're still very much in the boom. It was before any of the business hit the fan. And it's uh, Dean Charles Chapman, Finn Cole, Anya Taylor Joy, who, this was made two years ago, who went on to star in The Queen's Gambit. This was before that. And ferdy P- Walsh Pilo, three friends, one of whom is a very troubled character who wants to go away to America for the summer. And we learn more about that later on. So they're all poised to have this kind of summer of excess and extreme, and they're going to drink a lot, take a lot of drugs. They're hoping they'll have lots of sex. They witness a tragedy, right around the day school is out for the summer and it causes this change of events where you think their lives are going to fall apart. It's very well acted. Finn Cole, who people know from Peaky Blinders, is spine tingling in it as kind of an unhinged friend to them all. Uh, It's very clever storytelling, really good script, really decent Irish movie, I have to
1: say. All right, okay, sounds good. Which is
0: available on -on video-on-demand platforms from this Friday.
1: From this Friday, here are the young men. So Alan Partridge He's also back on Friday
2: I just put it in as the last pick because I hadn't seen it, but then I was like, I could easily make this the main pick because it's just brilliant. I don't know if you saw the last series of it. Um, basically he was included in the show as kind of like a stand-in co-host presenter, and now he's been promoted to being the main presenter at this time. Have you seen the trailer? The trailer is exceptional. It's so so good, and I think the standout thing from last uh, the last series was when he sang the IRA the IRA ballad on on BBC One, which I have no idea how he got away with. And he's just so on the money and he, we really need stuff like this at the moment and I just love Alan Partridge but it's on a half nine on BBC One on Friday uh, check out the trailer if you haven't seen it because it's very very good uh, but yeah. like, just brilliant we, we played a little bit yeah. of the
1: trailer actually earlier in the show so people are uh, excited for Alan Partridge uh, John your final movie pick The Mitchells versus The Machines
0: yeah, on Netflix from this Friday, I suppose, ostensibly a kids movie. It's animated. The good news is it's a really good one. And yeah, oh, I, the kids are similar age to mine. I think they'll really enjoy it. I watched it with my eight year old and five year old and the eight year old loved it really quickly. It's this kind of ordinary american family called the mitchells there's a young girl in it who wants to go off and be a filmmaker so they're going to take this road trip across america through various strange reasons the world ends up being taken over by a phone and this phone sends all these robots to take prisoners of human beings (laughs) so it is making some point about technology and all that and how we're a slave to it but it's really funny it's beautiful to look at it's from the same people who gave us into the spider-verse and the Lego movie it's the same house the same producers it looks great really funny and it has that magic thing of there's a couple of jokes in there that will make you laugh as well really great family entertaining the, the computer animation is brilliant All as well. right. was the four out of five
1: four out of five right it's going to be watched in the Cuddy household this weekend movie night <laughs> the Mitchells versus the Machines listen uh, very very briefly before I let you go Sue uh, I see a lot of people talking about gun plot on RTE which is it's on TV and a podcast is that right?
2: Yeah, there's eight episodes of the podcast. I've actually listened to the first two and they're very good. It's all about the arms trial and what was going on behind the scenes. And they've already uh, have actually managed to get um, the court reports that were recorded, the court proceedings that were recorded, released onto this podcast. So they give you the whole bo- background of the podcast. And then they, the documentary, which is on tonight at 9.35, will be the end point of that. But the documentary is actually very good. If you haven't listened to it, it's well worth a listen just because of the stuff they don't have access to. Because it is, when you look back and you think about it, what a mental Situation where the cabinet are suddenly charged with bringing arms into the country in the 70s, like it's just a crazy story. Very, very good, worth a watch.
1: All right, uh, that is a gun plot. You can check it out on RTE. Sue Murphy of Off the Ball, John Fardy presenter of Screen Time. Thank you both very much, as always, uh, for your movie and TV picks for the week ahead.